Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. gives them an opportunity to reflect on why they're not getting more playing time. Then it gives them an opportunity to go speak to coach about why they're not getting playing time, which is a very hard thing for like an eight-year-old girl to go approach a 45-year-old man, her coach, and like look them in the eyes and ask them why they're not getting playing time. I just feel like there's a lot of life lessons there and we shouldn't rob the kids of doing that. This is the Reform Sports Project, a podcast about restoring healthy balance and perspective in all areas of sport through education and advocacy. Hi, this is Nick Bonacore from the Reform Sports Project podcast. Today I'm speaking with Ian Goldberg, founder of iSport360, a leading sports technology platform designed to help change the culture of youth sports. A fellow sports parent and coach, Ian and I discuss his goal to make youth sports more centered on the kids, the importance of empowering children to take ownership over their athletic experience, and why he believes playing sports gives kids the opportunity to build life skills. Back in the saddle, freaking fired up. We spoke, God almighty, we spoke probably when I was just trying to, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what the hell I'm doing, but this was really in the beginning when I had no idea what I was doing, but I was following my heart, following my passion. And I found others out there that were doing the same. They were just light years ahead of me, had something going. This is one of them. Super pumped to have him as a youth sports advocate, sports parent, uh, coach, founder, CEO of the company iSport360, Ian Goldberg. Ian, thanks so much for hopping on, man. Hey, Nick. It's great to reconnect with you. For sure, for sure. And, and and as we just kind of touch base, man, it was in April, it'll be four years, but I mean, we're talking that long ago. I know we follow each other on social media and, uh, you know, I'm really pumped to circle back and have you on here. And, and where I'd love to start with you, Ian, is what started you on the path to start iSport360? What moved you to kind of just become a voice and an advocate for youth sports out there? Uh, yeah, it was definitely my experience um, coaching. As soon as I started coaching my two they were little girls at the time. Now they're teenagers. But as soon as I started coaching them and seeing the the dynamics and the culture in youth sports today, um, I knew that there was something broken. Um, to be a little more specific, you know, I would observe as a coach of a, a let's say a U7 soccer team at the time, 
I would observe kids who didn't um, know how to communicate with their coaches because their parents were just talking for them all the time. We had kids on the field who were listening to my instructions, but also dealing with the fact that their parents were on the other sideline yelling the complete opposite instructions. And I just saw a communication breakdown. Um, and I, I realized we need to fix youth sports, make it more centered on the kids, less centered on the parents. But we need to take into account everyone's kind of needs and sensitivities. Um, and so that's what inspired me to start this company. Very, very similar to, you know, what caused me. I, I kind of felt moved. Yeah. I felt like there was just a disconnect. As you bring up, and I, and I got a visualization as you were as you were describing that, you know, when kids are looking to their parents when they're on the fields or whatever, I always feel like that's a borderline red flag. However, I get it when kids are six, seven, eight, you know, when you're really, really young. But when you start getting an older ages and, you know, you're almost looking for validation to your parents, like, is that kind of what you mean? Because I feel like we see that all the time. Um, that's that's correct. I think there's an age when kids start to need to start to take ownership over their own development, over their own youth sports experience. You know, some some people may say it's eight years old. Uh, maybe some kids are mature at that age. For others, maybe boys who are a little slower to mature, it might be 10 or 12 years old. But um, everything that we do um, helps to enable kids to take ownership and accountability over their own youth sports experience. And is that, tra- I mean, I would imagine it translates into the classroom and, and, and everything in life. Well, not only does it translate into the classroom, but a lot of things that we're applying, the best practices and the tools we're building came from the classroom. I mean, we did a lot of research because, Nick, coaches, as you know, can learn a lot from just watching teachers and how they work with kids, communicate with kids, collaborate with parents. But unfortunately, a lot of those best practices and tools are not being used on the ball fields. Yeah, but you're leaving out one key ingredient here, and that is that, I mean, especially if you're a volunteer coach, I mean, I'm a parent. I know way more than you do. Um, You know, I I know way more than my kid's teacher does. Not only am I going to, you know, email the coaches and teachers and tell them that, but I'm also going to tell my kid what, you know, how much their coach doesn't know. I mean, obviously, I'm being facetious here and being a joke, but I mean, that is what we see, right? How do you combat that influence, right? The parent influence where, and I know yeah. it's not everybody, but how do you combat that, you know, with, I mean, let's face it, that's the most influential person in a kid's life. Right. Well, you're absolutely right. We're, we've all been guilty um, as parents of thinking we always know what's best for our kid. And maybe we do, by the way, um, better. We know better than their teachers, better than their coaches. But the really unique difference between the classroom environment and the ball fields is that in the classroom, you don't have parents sitting on the sidelines watching the teacher and yelling out to the student in the middle of class. But at the ball fields, you do have that. Um, And then just, you know, ratchet up the emotions and the stress because there's competition on ball fields, which makes it a little different than the classroom. So this is a very hard problem to solve. And it also involves uh, psychology of parents and kids and coaches, physiology, um, you know, the dynamics of learning. So there's just there's just so much involved. And, you know, let me know where you want to dig in. 
I'm glad you said that because, you know, you mentioned earlier a ton of research, I believe you said, and data or whatever went into the development of iSport 360 and kind of, you know, your methods and, and, and the platform. What is some of the research that you circle back to or, or has been the main driver for development? Yeah, well, it started with, with the kids, like understanding um, in the educational world, understanding the needs of kids and how they learn. And like there's 150 years of good research on educating kids um, and how to develop them um, emotionally, socially, academically. Uh, we needed to start with focusing on the kids. But we also did a lot of research on the psychology and physiology of adults. Like, let's think about that crazy sideline parent who, by the way, may be the nicest person when you're out socializing with them in a different environment. But when they're on the sideline, they're losing their minds, screaming out. There's a lot of psychology and physiology behind why that parent is behaving like a lunatic, right? They're in fight or flight mode on the sideline. Um, you know, and then there's a lot of uh, research that we looked into about coaching and best practices in coaching. And today, unfortunately, not only do coaches need to take into account how to develop this young athlete into a better athlete, but a better person, but the coach needs to take into account the role that the parents play. In fact, today, it may be a little too much of a role and coaches need to um be diplomats and be psychologists and be educators for the parents as well. So that is kind of a summary of what we learned early on. So I got a text message from a, I got to keep it very anonymous here, but I got a, I got a text from a very close friend yesterday and she was asking me. Um, and I think she was asking me in a very joking way, <sighs> like, is it okay for a coach of a 13 U team to say this to the team and she went on to basically say um i guess apparently the coach stood there after a tournament and it was like you kids effing stink um i mean it sounded like as i'm reading the text i asked her like is this a joke like and people heard this yeah all the kids said it they came back but i guess this coach gets like that um the kids don't take it seriously and i'm going well my kid be off that team in a heartbeat and her first response was I couldn't do that because all of his friends are on that team. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, like, is that what it's come down? Like, like, are we unable to differentiate, you know, what's logical and versus what's not like, what if that was in the classroom? Like you make a great point. What if your teacher was cursing your kid out? Like, what, what would, would you sit back? Like, how do we give? Cause I'm all about parents advocating for coaches, but in this circumstance, like, what are you kidding me? Like cursing at 12-year-olds telling them that they need to go back to the hotel, question whether they should ever play baseball again and, and throw their jerseys away, like those types of things being said to 12, 13-year-olds. Why would we ever give a coach like that a pass? And I mean, I just got this text. So it's a great question. Let's, di let's dig in here a little bit because I am not sure that I 100% agree with you. You said you would take your kid off that team basically because it sounds like that, that coach is burning the kids down to the ground, and that's not good. But... We are looking at one moment in time. Let's back up just a little bit. And I'm wondering if this coach has built rapport with the kids. I'm wondering if this coach has shown love and built trust with the kids. And I wonder if these families and these kids believe that the coach really wants every one of these kids to succeed because that's the foundation of coaching. Now, if that coach one day was so ticked off at the team because 
they performed poorly or they weren't paying attention to practice and let out an F-bomb with a bunch of 12 and 13-year-olds out of maybe passion or frustration the way like sometimes you or I might do on a call. I, I don't know that that's the end of the world. So I would say like, you know, what, what was the context and what is the relationship that existed prior to this outburst? Um, because I think there's a bunch of shades of gray here. Um, you know, what do you think, Nick? You know, it's a great point, but I will tell you because I have kids, I do coach. I was actually on a team when I was an American Legion team and coach has since passed on, but I mean, he spoke to us exactly like that. I mean, cursed us out. It was, I mean, said some of the most ridiculous things that we laugh and, you know, joke. But, I mean, we were also 16, 17, and in some cases, you know, 18 years old. And yep. there's a big difference between 12 and 13-year-olds and 17, 18-year-old, you know, young men, you know, uh, 12, 13-year-olds are boys. So while I get it, and again, I am also one of these where I can get passionate. I can I can curse on occasion. I, I do curse probably more than I should. At least my wife tells me I do. But but I have restraint, and I feel like I have the ability to shut it off when I'm coaching young kids. Um, do I think yeah. there's a time and a place where you're talking to a 17-year-old kid and you need to, you know, sometimes it's kind of knowing the difference between who you need to put your arm around and coddle a little bit versus who you need to kind of, you know, the old expression, a foot in the rear end type thing. I just don't think it's at 12 years old. I got a problem if you're telling my kid that team is effing terrible. But again, context is everything. I just think it, there's age appropriate and then there's not. You're, you're absolutely right. I agree with that. And um, I'm not dropping F-bombs with my 12-year-old um, soccer team. That's for sure. When we come back, Ian and I discuss how transparency and open communication during the season can help parents feel less stressed on the sidelines and give kids ownership over their experience. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. 
That's L-E-E-S-A forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See Lisa.com for more details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Welcome back. Where we left off, Ian and I were about to talk about the value of letting kids learn accountability and life lessons through sports. So how do you, all right, so let's bring this back because I feel like this is a conversation we can really dig into. But I mean, how does iSport360 help parents navigate these types of things or situations like this, which come up? You know, is it the right coach? Is it the right program? How do I stay organized? How do I know what's age appropriate, what's not? Do you cover all those things? Uh, we do. We do. So we have a newsletter that reaches 200,000 sports parents and coaches and that really helps to convey best practices. And as you know, Nick, like we cover a lot of the same topics you do. Um, and then we have software. We have a software subscription that we sell that actually gives coaches and players and parents tools on their phone, in their hand to use to help reinforce all these best practices. But, you know, I think it starts with, um, it starts with the parents. And um, I believe that, if parents feel like they are part of the process, they will be happy. If they feel informed, if they feel part of the feedback loop, if they know why their child didn't start the game today or why their child didn't get a lot of playing time, they will be happy and they will be um, way less stressed on the sideline. So there's kind of thesis number one. Thesis number two is that we're trying to make youth sports more about the kids and the very unique thing about our platform, and this is going to sound silly, is that youth sports apps generally were built for adults. The parents, the coaches, the tournament organizers, we built our app for use by kids, kids of all ages in a way that's compliant with child privacy laws and safe sport. So we really put a lot of the onus on the kids to communicate on their own behalf. So, for example, if coach um, adds something to the team's schedule, uh, maybe an upcoming practice or a speed and agility training, on our app, it's the job of the child to um, communicate to the coach that they will be there or they will not be there. It's not the parent's job. And I'm talking about 8-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 12-year-olds, even though they're not driving themselves there. So those are the two kind of important parts of this conversation. One is about making parents feel like they're part of the process and in the know. And the other part is about giving kids ownership and letting them kind of take back their youth sports experience. I feel like that brings it all back. And as I'm listening to you from the very beginning, you mentioned and you kind of brought up where the lack of communication, it doesn't matter whether you're a leader of a, of a country or whether you're business or whether you're a husband and wife, whatever the case is, communication is critical. And having expectations, I think that is one of the biggest you know managing expectations but if i'm a coach and i'm a volunteer coach because i am a volunteer coach how do you 
manage expectations. If, oh, how do you, you know, here I am a volunteer coaching, right? I'm giving up my time. No one else has stepped up. I didn't play soccer. Um, so I'm going to coach my kids eight year soccer team because no one else will. All right. Well, I don't even know what the hell to do to, to run a practice one. And now I got to organize and two, I got to foster relationships and manage expectations with the parents. Like, how do I do that? And, and does your company, are there ways that you can help people or coaches navigate that? Yes. So I want to go back to two important words that are at the foundation of coaching. One is trust and one is love. And I think you've, you've probably coached enough to know if a parent believes that their child trusts you and that you love their child, and I mean love in, in the way that you want them to be successful, I think that parent is going to lay off of you as a coach. They're not going to be on your case about every little detail, like why, why didn't you play my son at third base today? Or, you know, why didn't you start my child? So our app um, lets coaches show how much they love the players and how much they can help the players and build trust uh, on a mobile platform, which is because it's just not done in person nearly enough. So we're using smartphones to do that. So coach is sharing practice assignments, training videos, motivational videos, feedback after games, progress reports, player evaluations, all of the things that will show a parent, this coach, whether it's a volunteer coach or it's a paid coach, like this coach is thinking about my child, is looking for ways to help my child succeed, is giving my child feedback. And these are all elements of communication. Um, like you talked about communication, there's so many facets to it, but it is about managing expectations. It's about a healthy feedback loop. It's about setting goals at the beginning of a season. It's about tracking progress. So this is how our app sort of levels the field, lowers the stress level and increases everyone's um, satisfaction with the communication going on during the season. Which at the end of the day, if I'm a parent, you know, all you want to know is exactly like you said, the coach has the best interest. And, and, and I think it's important to focus on what's in the best interests of young people or what I perceive to be isn't necessarily what the and this is what the big, you know, the big issue always is, is playing time. Right. And my kids in the people correlate, you know, a coach's vested interest in a child based off of where they play them position wise, how much they play well. I think it's important, and I, I'm going to keep beating down this door forever because this is one of the main reasons I started Reform Sports Project is sometimes as a coach, I care about your kid and I demonstrate that by not putting them in a certain position. And case in point is baseball, like especially when kids are just starting. Um, some kids are so not ready to be on the field that if I put them in the infield, they are very much exposed to getting crushed by a baseball coming at them hot. So you have yep. to start those kids in the outfield and learn to work them in. But again, it's me as a coach saying, hey, listen, here's where we're at development-wise. My goal by the, end, by the middle and the end of this year is to see them you know, being in the infield, being comfortable putting them everywhere. So it's the communication piece, but it's also understanding like it's more about looking out for the kids' best interests. I want to keep them coming back as a coach. I had a successful season if your kid wants to play again the following year and, of course, got better uh, from beginning of the year to end. So with that being said, it's managing the X for me, managing the parents' expectations, letting them know it's kind of like you mentioned the progress report, but being transparent with that. It's not always about just playing time. It's about how and why and communication. Can you just talk about that a little? 
Yeah, so um, you're right. Playing time is such a um, it's 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 such an emotional topic, right? Especially for parents. But you know, in my experience, now I'm I'm going to talk from the sports parent side. Um, when my older daughter wasn't getting a lot of playing time, my wife really wanted to address that and get involved, and. I actually saw it as a learning opportunity for my daughter and for a lot of kids. Number one, it gives them an opportunity to reflect on why they're not getting more playing time. Then it gives them an opportunity to go speak to coach about why they're not getting playing time, which is a very hard thing for like an eight-year-old girl to go approach a 45-year-old man, her coach, and like look them in the eyes and ask them why they're not getting playing time. But these are opportunities to build life skills. It also gives you a chance to look around at the other teammates on your team and think about why they may be getting more playing time. So I just feel like there's a lot of life lessons there and we shouldn't rob the kids of doing that. But the word transparency is really important too. And, and that's a very, very important part of our software, our app, our platform is having that transparency because the coach doesn't want to communicate with the child about playing time and then have to separately have a second conversation with the parents. It's inefficient. It's annoying um, as a coach to spend all your time doing that. On our platform, every communication between a coach and a child is also seen by the parent in the parent account. So coaches can communicate things at practice, share feedback, talk about playing time with the player, but it also gets seen by the parent. So um, it's about efficiency too. Ian, we're going to have to do another one of these. This is go absolute gold. I love what you do. I know you got a, a 200,000 people email list. You got software, you got platforms, you got all this. Where can people find you? How can they connect to get more content and to be able to understand exactly what you got going on? Thank you. So first of all, thank you so much for having me on this podcast today, Nick. Um, for anyone interested in learning more, you can visit our website, which is isport360.com. That's I-S-P-O-R-T-360.com. Uh, we have a downloadable app. If you are a coach and you want to try this out with your team, we have a 21-day trial. Um, see how it works out for you. If you are the administrator of a club, we sell subscriptions to clubs as well, and you could use this for all of your teams and all of your coaches. Um, so I encourage you, please um, reach out, uh, visit the Contact Us page, tell us what you think. Uh, we are very, very responsive. And is it all sports? Uh, so we have nine of the biggest team sports, and we will definitely be expanding, but it's soccer, basketball, baseball, softball, volleyball, lacrosse, ice hockey, futsal and cheerleading holy smokes i mean you got a lot of bases covered there that is outstanding ian goldberg i sport 360 brother i appreciate you i can't thank you enough for coming on your passing your energy is infectious and uh, i just truly am humbled that you had the opportunity to come on i appreciate you man all the same back to you nick that's ian goldberg founder of i sport 360 Thanks for listening to the Reform Sports Project podcast. I'm Nick Bonacore, and our goal is to restore a healthy balance and perspective in all areas of sport through education and advocacy. For updates, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or check out our website by searching for the Reform Sports Project. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. 
Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details.